It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And this is week two of the cookie swap. It's just, It's been a very, very, very long cookie swap. We're just partying this whole time. You guys are going to work and going to sleep and that's shopping. Right. It's cookie after cookie after cookie here. But that's what it takes to get ready for the holiday season. Indeed. Yes. So we have another special guest. Yes. Would you like to introduce our guest today? Yes. Our special guest today is Stephanie. Hello. Hi, welcome. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, Cookie Lab fans out there. Woo woo. <laughs> and Stephanie has been a longtime uh, friend of mine, uh, as well as the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we've worked together, we've played together, we've <laughs> traveled together, we've eaten together. Uh, and so uh, I really. And gone gluten free together. And gone yes. gluten. <laughs> she was my first gluten free friend. <laughs> I'm so honored. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is this celiac? You're making it up. And, uh, and she was like, no, really, it's, 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 it's serious. It's a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but back then, you, you might have actually said that to me. <laughs> that yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah, you're making this up. Uh, and, uh, and then lo and behold, I get diagnosed. Um, oh, my gosh, it must have been almost 10 years later or something like that. And uh, you knew who to call. And I did. She was the first person I called and said, you're never going to believe this. And now uh, and now we're swapping cookies. So that's that. I'm nodding. I I just remember we're on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not a not a Zoom. Yes. We're swapping cookies. So what kind of cookie have you brought us? Stephanie. So I brought an almond flour thumbprint cookie with raspberry jam. This dates back to a period of time when I was trying a bit of a paleo approach. I don't digest um, processed flours very well. So I have celiac, but other things bother me as well. So often uh, just, you know, gluten-free flour mixes in general don't digest well. Everything tastes good. I'll eat it anyway. But almond flour tends to be just gentler on my stomach for whatever reason. So I thought I'd try that out. However, I don't think a good cookie really survives without butter. So they're not really paleo. They Ah. have butter. Well, isn't paleo just lots of protein? Well, you're not supposed to use animal protein products i thought that was vegan 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 maybe i'm yeah maybe butter's okay but then in terms of in terms of the sweetener you if you were being truly paleo you'd opt for like a maple syrup or and these are powdered sugar so again there's another diversion there because it just cooks better well Um, that's what's so great about all these different diets and ways of cooking you can do what works for you Right. You, you've got the paleo, non-paleo paleo cookie. That's right. Also yeah. the jelly jam doesn't count. But Oh, that's yeah. right. And there's jam in <laughs> okay, there. Okay, so there's nothing paleo so about it. it but yeah. my point so if, is, it's so from if, when I tried in the first place. And if, then we they sprinkled, got if we sprinkled um, maple uh, candy on top of it <laughs> uh, and maple sugar and uh, filled it with steak... And and kale. Oh, I'm all in. Then yeah, <laughs> yes. and on a, kale. served on a well, bed no, of kale. No, not kale. Yes, steak. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I said kale is because I don't really know that much about any of these things. But my children love kale chips, and the recipe that I use is from a website called Nom Nom Paleo. So I associate kale with pa- pa- paleo with kale. I'm not even sure. Got it. If that's even true. Sounds good though. 
Jill has a floppy mic. As always. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> okay. Carry on. All right. So, you know, it's interesting you say that um, the almond thumbprints harken back to trying different flowers. This is maybe one of the earliest versions of a cookie ever made. It's possible. Yeah, that makes sense. Although I really did like the history previously on a different episode about oats. I think that might be before the almond flour because the oats weren't ground the way the almonds would be. But I don't know, maybe you know. How long have we been making almond flour on this planet? Well, if you remember back <laughs> to the very first Cookie Lab episode, sweetened... The, the M&M cookie? Yeah, sweetened cookies came from the Middle East mm -hmm. because you know they had the spices and the sweeteners to make a, a, a more sweet baked good. And so almonds also were very plentiful in the Middle East and Eastern Europe. And so people believe that the almond thumbprint cookie itself is credited to the people of Poland or Sweden or the Jewish people of Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, and He and hasn't told us about almond flour. I'm waiting for the date. It is so old, <laughs> it is so old um, that... It's in the Dead Sea Scrolls, okay? We just, we just it's beat... It's funny you we, we beat the Scots with the oats yeah. Historically, Historically, people have been baking with almonds since 3000 BC. Okay, there you go. Oh, bam. Almonds are they even were. referenced in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, as a prize food given as a gift. Stephanie, thank you for bringing us this very special cookie. I, I thought of that. <laughs> I did. That was part of your plan? <laughs> almond paste is really easy to work with. And so people baked with almond paste all the time. It became very widely used for sweets and elaborate decorations like marzipan yeah yeah you can make like whole dollhouses out of marzipan right not me but you know talented people yep it's still popular uh if you go into uh the north end of boston um, you'll see lots of marzipan cookies especially during the the holiday seasons fruit was also very popular in the middle east and and jams and preserves come out of there. So the the idea of putting the almond cookie together with a jam of some sort probably came out of there. They were probably the peanut butter cup, like two tastes that taste great together. Yeah, the peanut butter cup of like the of, of the nineteenth century. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, and they accidentally met. Somebody was walking with an almond cookie, and somebody was walking with a yeah, they jar had a horse of jam. And buggy collision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you got almond cookie in my jam. No, you got jam on my almond cookie, and they had a new taste sensation. Fantastic. <laughs> That's the history I've made up. Okay, like let's eat it. <laughs> oh, is this something that you have been making for? A, oh no, you've already told us that. Well, that yeah, out. but. Um, I have played along with the around with the jam a little bit. This is a homemade raspberry preserve. Oh. I typically use like a pollen or all fruit, mm -hmm. but my daughters recommended I use our last jar of raspberry jam from the summer. So I cannot even believe the preciousness of what I'm about <laughs> to consume. This is a precious cookie, never to be. I do have to say I would like to find a way to um, fix the texture, but I think that has a little bit to do with how simple the recipe is. It's just such a few ingredients. I think you'd need to add more. It's just the butter, the almond flour, the powdered sugar. It's got a nice mouthfeel. Yeah, but I, I'd like some cr crunch. Mm. Oh, something to make it a little crispier. Mm. Let's see. 
it's definitely soft. Yeah. I mean, very enjoyable. There's so many flavors. I feel like you could eat this for lunch and just say you had peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does have PBJ vibes. It does, because it has the almond, it has almond the J. nutty flavor. Yeah. Wow, the, that makes me wanna that makes me wanna you know, experiment with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich cookie. There you go. I, I believe we have a peanut butter cookie coming up in the near future. Mm-hmm. We also have, I can recommend an episode of our other podcast, the Wednesday Night Podcast, in which we eat four different peanut butter and jelly sandwiches mm-hmm. uh, with different uh, styles of preparation in terms of what you put on each side of the bread first, et cetera. Wow. And uh, I, I, like most normal people would take like a bite of each sandwich. I, I think I ate four peanut butter and jelly sandwiches during the <laughs> recording of that episode and kind of... Only just now, have with recovered. this cookie, have I thought, maybe I want to eat PB&J again. <laughs> well, I know we're not talking about PB&J. However, I am curious. Yes, did we you, are. Did you differ the bread? Or did no, you... I think it was all... It had to be exactly the same bread every time. So just the order of operations, mm-hmm. basically, Pretty you were much. questioning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you put your peanut butter on one slice of bread, your jelly on the next slice of bread... And then put the sam the bread together, or do you put the peanut butter on a slice of bread, put the jelly on top of the peanut butter, and then cover that with a naked piece of bread? Mine was or, peanut butter, and then on the other piece, thin skim of peanut butter to prevent jelly seepage. Yeah, this is how I've been doing it for years. And I thought, obviously, this is the way to go. But then when I tasted other people's, I was like, wait a minute. Mine has too much peanut butter, which I didn't think possible. Yeah, and the winner was a triple-decker. Oh. With peanut butter, naked bread, jelly on top of that piece of naked bread. And then peanut butter, I think, or something like that. I forget what it was, but it was a triple-decker. I also forget. But, but yeah. I also feel like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are no, and this is not the point of this episode, but no, I think they taste a, better the longer they sit, honestly. So you might want a little jelly sandwich? I think sandwich? I might not. I think that'd be too much bread for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm a little anti-bread. You got to try it. It's, what we learned is that you can have an opinion before you try it. Mm, that's But fair. then you have to try it, just like these cookies. Yeah, I was shocked. But I was not shocked by I, this because it looked delicious and I knew it would be and it I was. thought I would love this cookie. And I, I hope do. that you will I keep your it. paws off. Oh, is it too soon to say that? We need to do the science. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to mention one final thing about yeah. the shape of this cookie. I personally feel like aesthetically, it is more pleasing to make the thumbprint and let it crinkle. And let like it crack. Yeah. Then, then my oldest daughter insisted that after you put the thumbprint, you then have to smooth it. Mm. So if you imagine a peanut butter cookie, I feel like that ought to be round. But I feel like this cookie ought to be craggy. You want it to have some crack. Yeah, I don't know. Crevasses. That's just aesthetic for yeah. me. I agree. I agree with you. I, I think it's um, a much more attractive cookie with the, the crinkle... Um, breaks in it 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 speaks to the rustic yes i mean you're using your thumb that's that's part of the experience i don't think the people of of um of three thousand years eastern europe or poland were smoothing their cookies (laughs) one never knows i would love to know but alas it's lost it's lost to us you'll need your time machine your space and time machine all right so some science please how about the science of almonds do you know? Yeah, let's do, it. do you know, Jill? <laughs> is it a nut or a fruit oh, or what? 
I do know that it grows on trees. Mm-hmm. I think I know that. And there are blossoms. I'm going to say it's a fruit. It is. It is the seed of a droop. A droop? Yeah. Is that like a groat? <laughs> I'm introducing all kinds of new words to your vo- vocabulary. Yeah, it's it's the, a droop is a fruit in which the outer shell and hull layers are typically not eaten. And I would generally say you should not eat a droop anyway. They are all fruits that I do not like. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Help me again. So what oh. what shouldn't you eat? You this. should not eat the outer shell and hull. So okay, but like is there like avocado? meat? Is there meat? Like is there? That's the nut. N- the nut is the, the meat. Yes. And is there a seed? The seed is the nut. This, yeah. It's it's both seed and nut. It's, it's both the same meat thing. and seed. Yes. And you can eat that, but yeah. we, we shouldn't eat the hard shell or the hull. Exactly. Exactly. So let me give you some examples. Peanut. No. Because well, I like to eat that papery. Hull of the peanut. Yeah, you can eat that. Yeah. And then you have the hard shell, but you don't, I don't eat, that. eat that. Right. But they're not droops because that's all that there is. There's no fruit. The nut is not the fruit and the nut in that one? No. The fruit and seed? No. Not in a peanut. Okay. A peach. Your favorite thing. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> a plum, a nectarine, an apricot, cherry, mangoes, all droops. Is an avocado a droop? There's a there. That's a question that a lot of people ask. I've yes. never heard anyone ask that. Have you, I Stephanie? Know, I have not. <laughs> people stop me all the time. Chris and, is an and, avocado a droop? <laughs> <laughs> I was up all night. <laughs> Technically, it is not because you don't eat any part of that, and that's not divisible. It's just a fruit. Okay. So, so a droop is a type of fruit. I just want to back up a second. You don't like any of those fruits? I'm, I, I will eat a dried mango or, <laughs> not, or the perfect mango. Would you eat the jelly or jam made from any of those? Like if I had put cherry or peach preserves. Cherry is doable. Okay. Peach, I want to like it. I really, and then I eat it and I'm like, <laughs> I don't like peach drinks. I don't like, no. I like a peach, but I, I think a peach drink might not be something I would reach for. Oh, we've got we've got an audience question. Uh, we have an audience question from the cookie uh, swap swappers. So, so clarify, because you're saying an almond is the almond has an outer shell, and you have to crack it open like a walnut. But it also has fleshy fruit around it. But a peach, no, it doesn't. A pear, not a peach, a pear, a peach, uh, whatever else you were saying. You can eat that outside. Everybody eats yeah. the skin of that. So, yeah. so there's a distinction so, there. No, but They're then you get the peach pit. Yes, you get the peach pit. And if you crack the peach pit open, inside of that is a nut. Is a nut. edible? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's also like um, cashew no fruit. Idea. Like in, in Costa Rica, the monkeys love to take the cashew fruit, take one bite and chuck them on the ground. And when they splatter open, you can see inside is the hull with the cashew inside. But there's a fruit all around it that apparently monkeys like. I don't know what it tastes like. So but. what's a pomegranate? Oh, my it gosh. Has many seeds. There are so many questions, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is not question lab. <laughs> I, I, I have a little bit of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. He has this, just a little bit of knowledge. This is why we don't open the microphone to everybody who walks by. <laughs> Our pre-screeners are not doing a very good 
Good job. Um, so, anyways, there's some information fresh out of the Harvard School of Public Health about almonds. And it's interesting that you talk about more easily digested. They're not processed really much at all, except to grind them. That's how you get almond flour, period. Straight you up just, ground almonds. Just grind the almonds and they heat it a little bit to get some of the moisture out because almond flour is very dense. But there have been meta-studies done by, and meta-studies are collections of the results from many different studies done by the Harvard School of Public Health. And they point towards almonds reducing heart disease by lowering total and LDL cholesterol and having anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects. Wow. So in the digestive system, especially so anti-inflammatory. And remember, we've talked about how plants have chemicals in them in the past, Jill, that protect the plant from the, mm -hmm. from from the like world. From like predators, yeah. Or predators, they're not going to run away. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't always translate to us. Just because it's good at protecting from mm -hmm. a predator won't keep wolves away from us if we eat that plant. Oh, I thought you were going to say it wouldn't keep us away from eating the plant. Oh, often it does. But, but the benefit the plant gets... Mm -hmm from that doesn't translate to us mm -hmm. like we don't get that same benefit mm -hmm. um that would be crazy though wouldn't it but there are <laughs> sterols found in almonds that um, interfere we don't know what they do for the almond but they interfere with the absorption of cholesterol and other things called bile acids which affect your digestive system mm -hmm. the high amount of unsaturated fat in the almond favors improved lip lipid profile, especially when you use the almond to replace other high saturated fat food. Wow, I accidentally stumbled on something here. Yeah. See, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's beautiful, delicious, traditional, and a superfood. And here's my favorite quote from, from the Harvard study. Meta-analysis have found that higher nut intake is associated with reduced risk of total cardiovascular disease, total cancer, and deaths from all causes. <laughs> <laughs> Including car accidents. Exactly. <laughs> or those nut predators that are running around after us. I mean, right? right. I can picture that. <laughs> we are protected against nut predators. <laughs> Better eat your almonds. <laughs> Which goes into my fear of the dark, and I'm always worried about a predator getting me mm -hmm. in the dark. So you're, so you're going to take think, up sleeping in a necklace of almonds? I think if I eat, <laughs> if I eat only all Stephanie's, Stephanie's <laughs> raspberry I'll, I'll jam thumbprint cookies, yeah. and uh, that's why I'm saying <laughs> keep your paws off my cookies. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you so much, Stephanie. What a pleasure. Thank you. All right. And next week, another guest from our, our world-famous cookie swap at this The cookies point. keep coming. Yeah. See you next week, Jill. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.